welcome to another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. I'm Gary Mack, and I'm joined, as always, from a unique location, his workplace, a uh, unique Mr. studio, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rich Baxter. Rich, how are you? All right, Gary, we had to get the show in. Uh, we had some uh, technical difficulties last night, so we're... Uh, we're going to shake up the world with this show tonight. We're going to do it a little differently, but uh, and we even have a special guest probably for a little later. We'll keep him under wraps for now. Okay, hopefully he'll be able to join us. Uh, it's a busy time there, and uh, better to be busy than idle, right? In your profession especially. That's for sure. And uh, even in the baseball world, of course, we uh, just came out of the all-star break. And uh, what a great time it was. Did you catch much of the game, the All-Star game? I did. I was a little disappointed in the conclusion of it with the American League winning again. But I did uh, catch the game. And uh, I still think Stanton shouldn't have got the MVP. Should have gone the Bucks. Then he hit the game winner. But anyway, it is what it is. And uh, I, I did. I, catch, I caught some of the festivities. I caught some of the home run derby as well. Um, it's just a little long for me. I kind of, you know, it kind of drags on and how many times can I watch you guys hitting home runs off of slow pitches? So, uh, but it was interesting. And, um, of course the big name for the home run derby was Juan Soto. And he seems to be the big name coming out of the all-star game and with the trade deadline coming up. Yeah, turning down $440 million. How many times have you done that in your life, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever been offered that <laughs> kind I, of money. I mean, the Mega Millions is only up to a billion. So uh, yeah. you, turn, you turned down roughly half of the Mega Millions jackpot yeah. uh, a couple of days ago. Like, yeah, if I'm the Nationals, hey, give me some offers for this guy, will you? Because uh, we, we just made him a nice offer, which he refused. But how many teams are going to have that kind of money and more to sign this guy? Yeah, you're going to have him for two years. But I think what the Nationals are going to be asking for him, you know, they're talking about, you know, your top two or three prospects in your farm system plus somebody on your minor, uh, major league roster. Um you know, he's a generational player, but you're going to give up that much. You got to get him more than two years. The guy's a beast. Uh, whoever ends up with him is going to have a good player for a couple of years. But uh, who is going to give up that much? As you said, the Phillies, I don't think would do that. They already have Bryce Harper locked in for that long contract. Uh, JT Real Muto making a ton of money. I don't think the Phillies have that checkbook to write a check for him anymore. Uh, but the rumors are the Dodgers, Mets, the big, the Yankees, of course, possibly. But uh, it'll be interesting to see when and if a team picks him up. Yeah, and the new contender is the Padres as well. They've got the farm system uh, uh, probably, uh, though they've made some trades over the last few years. I know one deal that somebody was suggesting uh, from the Mets' point of view was rather heavy. They were talking mm -hmm. about Jeff McNeil, uh, Tyler McGill, and then uh, Francisco Alvarez, who was the number one prospect 
of the Mets and all of baseball now, according to the MLB pipeline, uh, along with uh, uh, the Mets' two and three prospects, um, Batty and Mauricio, and I think they had Vientos in there too, which would just wipe out their entire top level of their uh, farm system. And, uh, you know, I'd like to have Soto on the team, but I don't think I can do that, especially when you've got a, a catching prospect that is uh, 20 years old and is the, the number one prospect. I know what some people say. You know what Soto will do. You don't know what a prospect's going to do. But, boy, to, to you know, he's at AAA at the age of 20, and to give him up, I wouldn't do it at this point in time. And it's just too much to give up. Yeah. Um, looking at his war for 22, he's at a 3.4. Uh, currently with 20 home runs and 45 ribbies. So if we double that by the end of the season, you have a decent season. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but still, it's such a lot to give away. And, and, and you have to sign them. You know, you can't give away three-year top prospects and not sign him to a long-term contract. So... Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be tough to move him now. I don't know if you're going to get, you know, teams don't want to break up too much uh, to get a guy like that at this point in time. If you're a contender, you don't want to give up th that much. But uh, we'll see. That might be the kind of deal that happens more in the off season than it does now. Uh but we should be in for some interesting uh, couple of days now because it is the coming up to the trade deadline. And I think everybody and their brothers looking for relief pitching. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's the uh, key to a lot of teams. I just wanted to bring up Juan Soto's uh, baseball reference page real fast. Guy's almost like a young Mike Trout. So this is going to be an opportunity for a team, though, Gary. To make that move, they didn't draft him originally. They didn't have him for five years already. But they could possibly end up with a Mike Trout-style player here. So are you going to give up the farm for something like that and build around somebody like this? Or, you know, these opportunities don't come around that often. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, I would love to take a chance on him, but I don't want to give up my three top prospects I'd probably be willing to give up my number two and three prospect and somebody lower maybe somebody off of the major league roster but I hate to, to give up uh, you know three of my top prospects especially from the Mets point of view the top prospect is a catcher and uh, we all know how it, difficult it is to find catchers that are possibly going to be a, a superstar and yeah. um you know and then again that you know uh, we're talking about a catcher you could have for the next 10 15 years versus a guy that you may not be able to sign right so, that's true so you know that's the big key the, the had he not turned down that much of an offer i i think you know, you'd see even more interest in it. But being that he turned down such a large offer, what does he want? You know, $500 million? Um, 
I don't know. And, and you know, uh, again, coming from a Mets point of view, they've got uh, DeGrom is going to opt out of his contract. They've got Bassett and Walker and Carrasco. Florida starting pitches are all, uh, you know, their contracts are going to be expired or, or in the case of DeGrom, he can opt out of his contract. Um, so they've got more important things to worry about, I think, at this point in time. And, you know, they're in first place, so they're getting by with the outfielders that they got. Uh, you know, where does he play then? Nimmo's having a good year. Marte's having a good year. Canha and, and McNeil in left field have been playing well. So I, I don't know if you mess with the strategy or the chemistry at this point in time. I, You know, don't get me wrong. Again, I would love to have him on the team, but I don't know. It, it's it's a tough call. And everybody needs pitching, as you said, uh, both starters and relievers. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if some teams end up with uh, improving their pitching. Now, the one thing some teams could do is they could take a bad contract from the, the Nationals, like a Patrick Corbin, and uh, A, hope that a change of scenery helps him. He's having a struggling year, but maybe a change of scenery, he rediscovers uh, you know, uh, his ability, uh, and, and that might get you out of not giving a top prospect, you know, if you're willing to take the contract and that kind of money. Um, but you know, the Phillies and the Mets are both in, in a situation where they're in the same division. So that could be tough, uh, for Washington. They're not going to want to face Soto. <laughs> Uh, that amount of t 19 times or whatever it's going to be next year if uh, they would trade within the division. So uh, my guess is he's going to go out west, probably to the Padres, uh, though the Cardinals are making a strong bid as well. Um, I would put them as a two front runner. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. And, you know, teams are still looking at Trey Mancini. Could be another guy that uh, uh, they go after. Uh, I know the Mets are talking about him a little bit. and uh, But Baltimore's still hanging in there. So it'll be an interesting week. Yeah, it sure will. Baltimore coming out of nowhere, it seems. Uh, they finally put something together in the uh, AL East. And they, they seem to keep winning. So that's uh, good for them. And, uh, of course, uh, we had the Subway Series this past few days, and uh, I know you love the results of that. <laughs> yes, I did. Mets uh, swept the Yankees, and uh, the first game was nice. Uh, I got a little nervous in the first inning because the Yankees jumped off to a, a two-run lead right away, but then the Mets came back in the bottom of the first, uh, grabbed the lead, then never gave it up. And uh, and last night, Scherzer was just unbelievable for seven innings. Shut down the Yankees. Of course, the bullpen comes in and right away gives up the two runs to tie the game. Uh, but the Mets would have walk off win in the ninth inning. Um, and, uh, you know, it's always a great pleasure to beat your your top rival and uh, certainly that's the Yankees uh, when it when it comes to the interleague play. 
Uh, I would say the Braves and the Phillies in the division, those are the top rivals for the Mets. But, uh, yeah, it it was a a fun two days. And I have to admit that I'm not a big fan of these series. I enjoyed it when they first started. But um, years ago, there was a lot of ugliness in the stadium. When I had season tickets, I used to go, you know, they used to be on a weekend. And it was a three-game series, and there was just a lot of ugliness about the whole thing, you know. Right, right. And um, at least this year, uh, it, it with both teams playing well in the first place, it balanced out in the ballpark. From what I could see, there was more, um, you know, more Mets fans and Yankee fans. I can remember going to Shea Stadium, there'd be more y- when the Mets were bad and the Yankees were good, there'd be more Yankee fans there than, than Mets fans. So, uh, you know, I don't know if it's as ugly as it used to be, but it got ugly sometimes, lots of fights and stuff. And I just kind of lost the, the luster, uh, for that, uh, for those series. And, and, uh, uh, but it was, I did watch it. I, I forced myself to watch it and it was enjoyable. <laughs> Yeah, like you said, getting back to the home run derby, I've got about a 15-minute window where I can watch it. And after that, I, I, I just can't watch it anymore. It's just, you know, the cadence of it is not right for me. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 fun and interesting, the first couple of guys, and then, I, I don't know, it, it's just kind of the announcing kind of gets on you. I, I don't know, did you ever watch the old show, Home Run Derby? The no. black and white show. Uh, no. There's some on YouTube, uh, you know, Mickey Mail against Willie Mays and stuff like that. And they did it real low key, but it was kind of more interesting and it was uh, broken up more. And it was only one guy against one guy, you know. Um, I don't know how they can do it. They've They've shrunk the field. They've done everything, but... It still seems too long for me, um, so I kind of I kind of uh, I, I, I lose interest myself. Um, I, you know, I don't know if you remember a while, like twenty years ago, they used to have a skill test too, besides the home run derby, and then somebody got hurt, so they, I think they canceled that. But I'd like to see something like that pitch. Uh, you know, that would be interesting to watch, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. That's for sure. That is for sure. So, um, next up on the schedule for most of the teams, it's like a foot race to the end of the season. Um, who do you think has the advantage in each league on that? Um, well, I think it's going to, you know, it's going to be some interesting things. I mean, uh, Naturally, the Dodgers are probably the favorite in the National League, but the Mets are right behind them. Uh, the Brewers and the Cardinals are fighting it out in the Central. Uh, if the Padres do get Soto, that could change their whole thing. And they're a tough team as it is, but uh, you know they could give the Dodgers a run. So it's hard to say. I think it's really kind of a, a toss-up. And, uh, you know, we'll just have to see from there. The American League, uh, I I think it's the Yankees. Uh, they're the, the team that's on top. I don't see 
see them getting much competition from uh, Minnesota in the playoffs or, uh, you know, one of the other teams out. They could get some problems with Houston. Um, Houston's always tough. And, uh, you know, uh, but the Yankees just solidified their lineups more. They, they added Andrew Benatendi, which is a nice pickup from them, from Kansas City, uh, formerly with Boston. Uh, saw him play in the minor leagues when he was with the Lowell Red Sox. Uh, so, and he's a good player. So, you know, they're going to replace more or less Joey Gallo with uh, – uh, ben Attendee, who doesn't hit as many homers, but is a, is a better hitter, better outfielder. So um, they made a good deal there. But uh, again, with the Yankees, it's the pitching when you get to the playoffs. You know, uh, do they have the pitching and good pitching? You know, don't forget, you're going to be seeing one and two and maybe three the, the team's top pitchers in these playoffs. And, uh, you know, we sh we saw what Scherzer did to the Yankees yesterday. So um, he shut down Aaron Judge. He shut down the whole lineup. So that'll be interesting to see. Whether Minnesota, you know, can uh, continue what they're doing. Um, can Tampa Bay, if they make it as a wild card, can, you know, they could be tough in there. So, I, I think it's going to be an interesting second half with the jockeying for position. But the, I think pretty much we know the Yankees are going to win the uh, Eastern Division of the American League. And, uh, um, you know, the rest is up for grabs. That's for sure. As you said, the uh, royalty of baseball will be there. The Yankees, Dodgers, uh, Houston again. Mm -hmm. And... Um, It'll be those wild card teams that we'll have to look out for. Let's go over to standings real quick. Um, we've come up against time here a little bit. So uh, right. the Yankees <laughs> have that 66 and 33 record, which is awesome. Uh, not another team to catch them, I don't think, for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's going to be tough. 11 and a half up. Uh, don't see them giving up any ground and I think it's safe to assume that the Yankees and the, the Astros win their division. And the the one to watch will be the Central in, in the American League and the wild card race. Yeah, yeah, the Central uh, Minnesota now holding that down. But Cleveland coming back on them uh, just one and a half games back. And out west, it's Houston with a commanding lead out there. Mm-hmm. NL East, your Mets are uh, coasting along here, although the Braves have crept back into the picture a little. The Braves crept back. They got it down to a half a game, and uh, then they uh, lost a couple of Mets, won a couple, so we're back up to three, thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A nice little cushion. Big five-game series next week, not this weekend, the following weekend. Uh, Mets and Braves, that's going to go some, but I think that's going to be a battle all the way to the end. Hopefully the Mets, from my point of view, they will hold in uh, on that and, uh, you know, take the division, but Atlanta's still there. So 
and then in the Central, there's a nice fight going on there, too, between Milwaukee and St. Louis. Uh, three games separate them. So that'll be interesting to watch. The West, it looks like the Dodgers again. They've got an 11-and-a-half game lead. Uh, you know, even if the Padres get Soto, can they make it interesting? I don't know. 11-and-a-half games is a lot to make up. Uh, it can be done. We have seen it done in the past, but that's a lot to go. So we, we shall see. It, it, it Some races left, thank goodness. And again, it's the wild card. And don't forget, there's an extra wild card team this year. So that makes it even more interesting. Yes, it does. You have the Tampa Bay Rays currently in that mix. Uh, Phillies are a half game out with battling with the Cardinals right now. Still plenty of time to go, though, in the season. So um, I won't check this till probably September you know, around uh, <laughs> mid-September because the season goes to October. we got to remember that. You know, there's yeah, plenty of games left. And the Phillies are right there for the wild card. So, yeah. um, you know, anything can happen. And as we saw last year, once you get in there, you know, you never know. I mean, uh, nobody really thought Atlanta was going to get in. Yes, they won their division last year and everything, but but it was it was kind of a, a an oddball year and struggling. And uh, look what they did; they took it all. So um, you just never know if you you get in as a wild card, you could get red hot and go through everybody. And again, you know, if you've got a good two or three top pitches that could possibly carry you the whole way that's for sure well we hope you like our look at the post all-star game here as we're into the first week after the all-star game uh back up to speed with the games it was a boring couple of days when they were off wasn't it <laughs> well i was binge watching some other shows so <laughs> it wasn't too bad and uh, we've still got the uh, other screen, the screenshot up there. there yeah, we go. sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> I was still reading it, believe it or not. While you, were... <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, you know, uh, you just find some other things to do, and uh, uh, so. Uh, but we'll get back into the groove eventually. <laughs> yes, we will. Well, we thank you for tuning into this week's edition of the baseball talk radio show was uh i was getting jonesing to get out of with another show gary uh so i hope all of our listeners out there and people to support the show for us uh are doing well and uh we can't wait for the next one so uh have a nice week everyone <laughs>